welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first inaugural kickoff, I mean, whatever first you want to call it, episode of Card Subject to Change. And that is literally not necessarily the title of our podcast, but um, perhaps just like the, the placement holder, so to speak, for a more creative, although I kind of like this title, I'm not going to lie. I'm not bad, I'm liking it. <laughs> there you go. I am joined, of course, with uh, our esteemed co-hosts, uh, first of all. Mr. Ken Jones, who is not only um, a huge wrestling fan himself, but also the chief film critic of On Screen. Hello, uh, hello, hello. There it is. And of course, we are joined by also our good friend and fellow wrestling friend, uh, fan and college friend and everything in between, Mr. Forrest Helvey. How are you, sir? Good, good. Glad to be here. This will be fun. Um, first time that I've ever actually had you on a podcast. So this is actually... Pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good times. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, for, folks, for you know, it's kind of interesting. A wrestling podcast on the Onstage Blog Network, really? I mean, is this what we're doing? Yes, <laughs> we're doing it. And we're doing it for we're two reasons. Here. We're going there. And we're doing it for two reasons. One, because I'm the editor-in-chief and I have space to If I want to have a wrestling podcast on my website, that's what we're doing. Secondly, though... I mean, there is, if you think about a lot of what we talk about on this blog being, you know, acting and entertainment and everything, what better Wait, example what are you talking of that? about? Wrestling's real. <laughs> oh, this is real to me. <laughs> um, it's sports entertainment. And, you know, it's it's part of this, this whole entertainment industry. And, you know, when we talk about the eternal battles of good and evil and all these different things, um, that goes into this podcast so uh i felt it's only appropriate that we start doing a wrestling podcast but really i mean let's be honest 90 percent of the reason is because i say so so there you go <laughs> good um, enough for me so how freak the good question to ask here is how frequent are we going to be doing this are we going to be doing this every single week after a raw and smackdown are we going to be doing it just after pay-per-views you know what i think it's kind of loose right now we'll see how this goes i mean if this starts growing into something that's like become immensely popular, maybe we do have to change the schedule a bit. But I think for now, definitely after the, the day after pay-per-view, uh, getting reaction left and right, I think that's where we should definitely start. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good launching yep. point. Exactly. And last night, uh, we are recording this on Monday the 18th, but last night on the 17th, we had uh, Elimination Chamber, which is literally the second to last stop before we get to the big show of the year, WrestleMania. We um, the road WrestleMania. Literally, WrestleMania. literally the final turn, so to speak, uh, on that road. Almost. And, we uh, almost. We're getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. We have uh, Fastlane, which you know is coming up next month as well. Um, but this was... For let me let me get your thoughts, just your general thoughts. We'll break it down match by match. But uh, Forrest, let me start with you. Just general feelings about Elimination Chamber as a whole. Con conceptually, I really like the idea of it. Um, I think it's it's a nice blend of you know Hell in a Cell and Royal Rumble. So I think it has the uh, I had it has the potential for some good storytelling and and just an exciting match. Um, can, that's conceptually speaking. I think in terms of how it translated big picture last night, uh, it it really fell short in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know that there was any major, major highlights for me. So, All right. This should be an interesting breakdown match by match. Um, Ken, how about you? What, did you? what were your overall thoughts on the, the event? Yeah, I mean, everything uh, for the card last night and probably for Fastlane next month, it just kind of feels like a placeholder for for WrestleMania. Let's we're mm. we're in a weird like 
in between period from the Rumble to Mania, and it's a couple of months, and they've got storylines where they kind of feel like they kind of have to drag stuff out <laughs> to uh, to get there. And yeah. last night kind of felt like a placeholder. Yeah, there were definitely some weird spots, um, things that I didn't understand that that really didn't get a lot of explanation. I mean, you know, um, I also thought the crowd was kind of weird last night. I kept hearing mm. these weird chants um, left and right of, uh, you know, I, I couldn't really make out what they were saying. And, and it was just weird. It was just an overall weird night. And then, you know, Lacey Evans coming out and then walking right back. Into no. the- <laughs> I mean, Whoops. Literally literally pulling a Grandpa Simpson meme, like walking in the door, <laughs> putting on his hat and leaving again. <clears throat> um, very weird moments. But, um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with both your statements. I think it was, it was a very uh, you know average, slightly below average overall event with a couple highlights here and there. But um, yeah. well, let's break it down. Let's 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 actually go okay. through the event itself because I want to get your reaction and your thoughts. Let's start with the women's tag chamber match, a match that I did not think was going to lead off the show, but it did. And uh, yeah, let's 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 Ken. Let me start with you. What were your thoughts on it? All right, so uh, the women's tag chamber match was probably better than we uh than i was expecting um given that there were a lot of people involved a lot of moments um or opportunities for for some miscues and uh let's be honest a couple of them are still a little green maybe um Mm -hmm. and some of them um cough tamina cough um uh, kind of make me fear for the other wrestlers every time she uh, is in the ring. So, mm. um, yeah, there, there are a couple of good moments. Um, everybody that came in, uh, every team basically got like a you know little spot fest where they were able to, you know, put on a little highlight reel for, you know, a minute or two on everybody else that was in the ring at the time. Uh, and then, mm. you know, kind of go from there. So... Yeah, it was uh, the pace of it was really weird. It was slow, then it went really fast, then it slowed down again. Um, it felt like it was it was a challenge to get, to get the crowd really amped for it, um, and that could be more to do with who was actually in it rather than what was taking place yeah. inside the ring. It, it was a little uh, interesting. It was it was leading off the uh, pay per view as well. Yeah, yeah. Forrest, what were your thoughts? So you know, one of the things I, I sit there and look at with a lot of the matches. What's what's the story they're trying to tell? Like, what do I think? Where do I think they're trying to go with this, right? Um, and yeah, I was a little surprised that they went ahead and opened the show with this particular match. That's that's an, it was it was wildly inconsistent for me. Um, you know, when I think about what's the story that they're telling, I think we're trying to create a WrestleMania match, right? And it's going to be between you know um, you know Bailey and Sasha and Nia Jax and Tamina. I think that's I think that's where we're going for WrestleMania. Oh, I hope um, not. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that's I think that's where it's going to go because I don't I don't yeah. see them giving Nia Jax another you know title run other than this, right? No. And I think I think they've absolutely damaged uh, Bailey and Sasha in the last you know year plus. So I think the the belts are an attempt to try to oh, elevate yeah. them back up. Yeah, so the I belts. If it, it definitely feels like the belts were made almost in, not entirely, but a large part of it was to put. A, a belt on Sasha and Bailey, right? And I think it's a yeah. nice nod to the history, you know, of where they're coming from. So that works well. Um, so that's the story that I see coming out of this. So then the question I look at is, all right, well, what's everybody else doing? 
you know, I think I think the Riot Squad by and large did a pretty good job of establishing themselves as a credible heel squad. Uh, you know, I think you saw a little bit of that with um Oh shoot, who was it? No, actually it was just the Riot Squad. I was just thinking, no, no, that was them. Uh, I, I wasn't real keen on Naomi and Carmella. I, it just felt very throw together. I know someone um, that was keen and, on Carmella. And it was a little awkward. That, and the thing that kills me is that, like, I feel like Naomi especially has just been floating, and they don't know what to do with her. Uh, a couple months ago, they tagged, you know, Asuka with her as a right. tag team, and, and it's just, she's just floating. They had that terrible storyline between her and Mandy Rose. It's like, well, you know, filling yeah. time. So that's too bad because I think that's that's a wrestler who has has the chops and they're just they don't know what to do with her. I mean, the um, thing is though, like that's the whole problem with most of the women's division. They 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 can't carry more than like four storylines right. between both shows. It's just they, now, they don't give the women enough time to to uh, have stories. The thing I had to laugh about is so I I watched it last night with a buddy of mine. He's a very very casual wrestling fan. Um, and so I was just kind of giving them the rundown on who each of the different teams were and you know, that sort of deal. And when the Iconics came up, I just absolutely rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, they're terrible. <laughs> Not good wrestlers. Um, and they're just, you know, the people who like them, like them either for the Vince McMahon visual appeal or they like them because they're kind of just goofy slapstick. They, they fill a comic slapstick role, yeah. And, and lo and behold, like... It's not long after they they get out into the ring, you know, they run back in and they're hiding. And he's in the corner, cracking up, laughing at him. I'm like, well, there's my there's my point. You're clearly in fan of the uh, the comedy. I will say though, they had a really nice slide pin combo that looked really mm-hmm. sharp, and I, I I had to give credit for that. That looked yep. that was probably one of the few spots in that match where I said, wow, that actually looked pretty good. That was nice looking. Um, but you know, I mean, there was a couple instances I think with um, Sarah Logan where she was. At, and uh, Mandy Rose, there was a couple instances where they were really overtly helping out the opponent set up a particular move. Particularly, remember they had that in the ring corner stack. I think. Um, oh right, yeah. Sasha was. You could just see them helping maneuver themselves into position. I'm like, it just it took away from the match. It was yeah, slow. Think, it was that. I think maybe part of that has to be the fact that they have to have a cameraman in the in the cage, in the mm-hmm. elimination chamber. So you can't you can't necessarily like cut away for some of that stuff. Yeah, there was some of the camera would. work that wasn't hiding yeah. some of the stuff that needed to be hidden. Um, you know, the only the other thing is you saw a lot of time spent up on top of the the cubicles and, and the chambers, and no pay. We off, only right. we only saw you know um, Riot Squad go ahead and actually yeah. do any high spot move. And I was the whole time I, I was watching that match. I'm like, Sasha's going to do something. She always does a high risk, you know. Uh, nope, nothing. Yeah. So uh, I, I think their biggest mistake, and, and to your point earlier, is that I, I like the idea of, of Bailey and, and Sasha being the ones to make history because I think it's yeah. you know, poetically, they definitely championed this idea from the beginning. Right. However, it definitely takes away from any type of emotional victory at WrestleMania unless they lose the yep. belts immediately. Um, it's it's like where do you go? Okay, so now yeah. they're definitely gonna have a women's tag match at WrestleMania. What do you do? And maybe it, maybe they have their mega powers explode moment at WrestleMania. <laughs> maybe, hey. like, like they had been for they over a completely year. <laughs> dropped that storyline. It's gotta come back. Uh, I mean, the, the the thing for me is like I could go with a total, yeah. you know, maybe Sasha and Bailey with Riot Squad and Fire and Nice and a tables, ladders, and chairs triple threat. 
a la Hardy Boys, Dudleys, and I'm Edge sorry, and Christian. Fire and nice. Oh, wait, now we need to go back. <laughs> you mean you just Fire and up. Desire? No. Oh, fire and oh, Desire. I'm sorry. Fire and Desire. <laughs> I desire like, nor think it's nice. Like, it was <laughs> terrible. Like, give me, if that, if you're going to give me, like, maybe an a la triple threat, like we used to do with the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, with this at WrestleMania, I would buy into that. But I just, I, it can't be just, like, it's just a weird thing to do this right now so to speak but uh you know we could talk about this match all night but let's move on to the next match because yep. we got some more here i mean i don't know how much there is to discuss about these other matches but um we had the usos <sighs> versus shane and miz shane and miz of course losing the tag titles the smackdown tag team championships right. to the usos um this was kind of a snore fest for me uh i wasn't really invested in this angle at all to begin with i'm more interested in the fact of shane and the miz breaking up completely yeah. Uh, than anything else, because I think Miz works better as a singles guy. But, um, Forrest, let me start with you. Any quick thoughts about this match? Actually, I'm, I'm glad you started, because I needed to open this up with um, with a, a tip of the hat to Kenny on this one. Um, over a year <laughs> and a half ago, we got in an argument. I was not a big fan of the Usos. And, and in that ah. time, I am all in on Usos. Oh, there it goes. You guys um, can't see it, but I'm taking the victory lap around my no, computer. There you right go. Now. Take that slow lap. You deserve <laughs> No, like it's. I'm also, I, yeah. Yeah. But what's shocking Thank to you. me in, is that, you know, you know you're going to get at least one or two high spots out of Shane. Um, and then the Usos deliver a great high-flying but solid-hitting match. And and Miz, Miz does good work, you know. So I felt like this should have been okay. But overall, I really wasn't looking forward to it. I'm not like, I don't like the slapstick stuff. Um, I do think the end result was what we needed to see happen, and that's the Usos wearing the belt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, they, we need to get to that point, but my hope is that they will cut a hard left and go into a new storyline and leave Shane and you know Miz to figure out Hopefully their wrestling. It's not a moment. hard left down a one way, wrong way down a one way street. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know what the the the, the SmackDown <laughs> tag team picture is going to necessarily look like for them, but uh, I'm glad to see them with the belts. They they're one of the top tag teams, period, in, in yeah. all WWE. Um, but yeah, and you know, we're seeing the end of the breakdown, but I think everybody and their grandmother saw this, this telegraphed out. We're yeah. going towards a heel turn for one of the two at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm actually kind of weirdly enjoying the Miz being kind of a baby face. <laughs> it's so I mean, you're, you're, I think you're alone on that Island though. It's, it's not cause I think it's, it's great. I think it's just so weird Yeah, and different and it's kind of, what is this? What are, what am I seeing kind of thing? Um, I'm not going to lie though. I, I, when Maurice came out and announced that they're pregnant with their second child, I honestly thought it was a work. <laughs> and I said to myself, like, they're going to do something here with this. Like, and he's, he's just trying to get more like in with his own dad. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Cause like, have you, we really haven't seen like pregnancy announcements <clears throat> on camera. So I'm like, that seemed a little weird to me. <clears throat> I'm a little yeah, suspicious. Sure of that. They did that the first time around though, too. Oh, did they? Yeah. But you know what, though? I'm going to go back to what Ken said. I, I don't think you're alone on the island, Ken. Uh, under certain circumstances, I could be really down for an obnoxious baby face Miz. Yeah, it and kind of works. There's, there's one heel, I think, that is equally obnoxious that would just be fun to watch, and that's Daniel Bryan. I actually mm. want to see the, the, the pair off that we, we all want to see, but I want to see the roles completely reversed. But I know that's I know. jumping ahead of the to the WWE title picture down the road, but, but I think go. it could work. 
Yeah. I, th- um, I think we're I definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say I think we're definitely on pace with to a Shane versus Miz at WrestleMania. I think yeah. that that, yep. that seed's yep. been planted. I'm curious how they're gonna get there because I, I, I'm guessing they'll have a match at Fastlane where it's a rematch or something, and and Shane loses or something, and that causes the Miz to to lose it on him uh, and go off, and then they have their match at WrestleMania. Um, there you go. But I was surprised that Miz ate the pin uh, yeah. last night. Yeah. So, uh, I, well, I, I don't know. I think, I think it plays into the story, though. I think it plays into yeah, the story well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I do. I, I gotta. Li- I really like the way they have Shane uh, now doing the coast to coast move. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> they did. They started doing this at uh, at Survivor Series, where he he does it, and then he kind of like, oh, that was that that like really took a lot out of him. Yeah, and then like his tag team partners are like, "Do it again, do it again." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And, <clears throat> and then they did the uh, elbow off the uh, top rope onto the announce table too, and Shane's like, "Oh, okay." Which, by the way, that did not look like it broke easily. So, oh uh, no, he he looked like he skipped. Like he might have gotten his elbow to hit contact, but that was it. Like he literally his yeah. hip went ahead and yeah. hit the table and slipped right off. Well, oh, I mean, geez. isn't that probably like the best way to land though? Because you don't—he doesn't want to actually land on uh, whichever USO that was. That's true. I, I don't thought know. He stuck the landing. I mean, I'm gonna—I'm gonna come from a place that I've never landed on a table before, so I can't <laughs> yeah. really say what would feel better or worse there. Um, right. Anyway, let, well, let's move on. Um, so the next match we had, which again for me was kind of like a—I'm gonna go to the bathroom because I'm just bored. Uh, was Finn Balor in a handicap match against Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the Intercontinental title, and Finn Balor walked away with the actual belt, which I was actually a little surprised about. I thought there would be a little more of a journey there. Really? The belt around his waist, but that's just me. Um, I see, know. now I, I wanted to ask. I wanted to see, like, how many of you saw that ending as soon as you knew the stipulation for the match? Oh, they, having... they telegraphed it in the interview before the match. Oh, right. definitely. Yeah, they're like I mean, Leo. What if you end up being the one that gets pinned <laughs> again? I see. Do I, we think that might be what will happen? I, I do think that Finn Balor is one of those people that needs to have that big emotional like moment at WrestleMania. So now I'm wondering, okay, now that he's got the IC belt, what is the next move? Well, and know? here's here's the real. All right, I've got my tinfoil hat on for this one. So just asking the question though. What do you think the likelihood is of Finn Balor leaving WWE and eventually making a move over to AEW? Oh, I think it's 100% likely. I think that's why they put the belt around him. That's what I'm wondering. I think that's why they put the belt around him. I think that's why they put the belt around Sasha Banks. uh, Because all their contracts are up in April. So um, there you go. And that's kind of what I was thinking about. Because, I mean, you've got a guy who, and and I'm going to sound a little bit like Vince McMahon here, but you've got a guy who isn't quite big enough, at least as far as WWE is concerned, to hold that top belt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so where do you you go with him? And I think they haven't known what to do with him. We've seen him kind of flailing and and meandering around storyline-wise. He's always chasing the heels of everybody else, but never good enough to win the match. And so... I guess, and it kills me because I've always loved the Intercontinental Belt more than any other title, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like the idea of Bobby Lashley getting it. You know, I thought it would, you know, strap the rocket on him kind of deal, and, and maybe put the belt on him and watch him move a little bit. But yeah, I just this felt like I'm going to make a bold pre- make a bold prediction. I'm going to say by Survivor Series, 
Finn Balor will have one of the two world titles around his waist mm. if he's still in the company. if he's still if he's still in the company. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to leave yet. I, I think it might be a little further down the road. Um, it is interesting, though. I, I'm pretty sure him winning the IC belt last night was the first title that he's won since he won the Universal title yeah. uh, in Survivor Series and then had to relinquish it the next night. Exactly. I just that, was, that was like three years ago. Yeah, especially if Rollins wins at WrestleMania, I think you're definitely on pace for a Ballard versus Rollins angle. Maybe... By SummerSlam, we'll see. But um, awesome. But that supposes that Balor stays on Raw. Exactly. I, well, that's I, the I thing. They yeah. him over. They got they and they they've already announced that they're doing Raw to take up. Okay, who's who's drinking? Who's that? That that was me. Time out. Come on, man. <laughs> that was me. Hold on. Sorry. All right. Three, two, one. And sorry, Miss. What were you saying about the Finn Balor? I say uh, they've already. Um, this is the first title he's held since the Universal title, which he held for a day, and that was three right. years ago. Right. Um, it, it it would be interesting to see if he stays on Raw or if he goes to SmackDown after WrestleMania, because they've already announced a roster shakeup. Yep. There's also the question of whether the rosters are going to stay separated. Because there, I mean, there's still a lot with the the TV deal, with, right? With SmackDown going to Fox in the fall that we just don't know about yet. Yeah, that's gonna. I think that's there's gonna shake up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's so, let's move. On. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. So real quick now, do you think? Because we were talking about this with Bobby Lashley. Where does he go from here? That was the next question because we immediately saw him in the, um, you know, in the the match with um, Braun Strowman and and, and Baron Corbin. Yeah. basically just paying, playing lackey is is he falling off or does he does he at least stay in that top tier of heels you know what well, let's stick a let's stick a pin in that one for when we get to baron corbin versus braun Strowman. yeah because i have a, something I have, to talk about i have, I have, a, a, I, have <laughs> I have a thought too i have a theory all right um let's move on to i felt was the worst match of the night i'll just tease that right now uh, Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship, which uh, really was not much of a match at all. No, it was not. And I thought Squad was, as a segment. It was a segment. And a segment, I thought I thought it worked great. I, I, I said to myself, here was a moment where I'm really hoping that Ruby Riot gets to showcase some of her skill set. Obviously she just did the job here and it just is like ugh. And, you know, it was inevitable that she was going to lose to Rousey no matter what. But at least she could, you know, get a moment to really kind of get over as a heel. And, um, yeah, it was over in, what, 30 seconds, I think? Mm-hmm. She got in the ring and it was it done. Was, it was a tall squash. Yeah. And then we had Becky come out and do the the uh, crutches shots, which looked, by the way, phenomenal. Oh, those were brutal. Yeah. Brutal looking. And I, just well, the and bleeding, bleeding, like, ugh. Ronda yeah. with bleeding from the head Man. and everything like that. Uh, but um, to your point that you made earlier, Ken, when we were watching, you know, when you were watching this, yeah. you said this is how Becky gets into that main event at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It, I mean, she was going to be in there anyways. It was always going to be Becky versus Ronda. It was probably always going to be Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not a fan of the triple threat no. main event. Um it's got to happen. It has to be a triple threat because 20 years from now, when we look back, and this is going to, this is, let's be clear, this is the match that is going to end the show at WrestleMania. That is a 
big deal. Uh, the, you can't look back on that in 20 years from now and and, and see, look at it and say, man, it was weird that they did that main event with the women and Charlotte wasn't involved. Yeah. So, I would yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> oh. I, I no, I get it historically, but I'm I'm nursing wounds from last year's WrestleMania. Uh, um, you know, and and I I have I, I'm tired of triple threats, like you mentioned. Um, I think it waters down the win when somebody gets it because somebody always gets to hide in in the does. triple threat. Uh, so I want a clean win or loss on that. And frankly, like we've heard enough real world background, you know, chatter where. Rousey may very well be taking a, a long-term leave of absence, so there's a good chance that whoever's in that fight, it ain't going to be Ronda that wins. So, but here's the um, thing: like with, with putting Ronda in a match with Charlotte and Becky, you're guaranteed to get a really high work rate from those two, and so they can carry Ronda because even though she's like she's all of her matches for the most part have been pretty good, um, there's still probably a little bit of concern on their part that. You know, she she may need to be carried in some spots. Oh. Well, what if no, you, I, I was gonna say, what if it's a, an elimination triple threat? So Ooh. someone gets pinned mm. first, and then you get down to two. And so I mean, that would be, we start that would be with better. three. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what given Vince's affinity for one on one matches. I think that's what we do. We get a good like 35, 45 minute match, and twenty minutes in, Charlotte gets eliminated, and then you've got Ronda and Becky and for a good half an hour. Now, I I know we're looking ahead, and I'm 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 looking over at the Ross uh, the the SmackDown side. But who do you have then in you know for the women's SmackDown championship? I have for no Asuka. idea. And that's no, the piece. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. Who's Oscar? Who's Oscar? I haven't seen her in weeks. I haven't, I haven't seen her in forever. And that's the thing that's killing me is that you know you you had this just female Goldberg who was just buzzsawing through everybody, and then you just broke it. And walked away. No, they, I'm gonna I, actually. They, you know what I'm gonna say? You know let's what? let's Go hold ahead. that for questions about WrestleMania because I have a theory. I have a theory about that too. But um, I think that's where I would. That's where I would see you know Charlotte kind of playing out. But but getting at the match itself, I the thing that bothers me, I think most about this this 30 second squash match, you know, is why do I care about the Riot Squad at all now? Really, right. I mean, if if their leader is running away for most of the match. And then when she finally gets in there, she's, she submits, right? Um, why do I care about this character at all? And why are they a viable threat? I mean, yeah. this, we knew that we knew that Ruby Riot was going to lose. And Chris, I think, you know, it's like what you said, but this was still an opportunity to showcase how she can be a threat. If you can bring that level of a game to Rousey, you know, then, then anyone else below that has to take notice. And, we got none of that. This was clearly just a means to get really to what they cared about, and that's the beatdown. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, it's it's like much of the pay per view. It feels like a a placeholder. Yeah. Yep. You know. All right. Well, let's move on. Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, no DQ. Really, kind of was just a useless match. What, I believe I, I messaged you during the at, at the very beginning of this match, Chris, and I just said this is going to be a complete schmoz ending. Yep, and it was. Yeah, yep. I think you know what we're gonna get out of this. We're gonna get, I think, if not at WrestleMania, definitely a fast line, a six a, a six man tag match. Yeah, with Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Lashley, and, and Drew versus Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and then Kurt Angle. 
Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's probably happening. Yep. That's probably gonna be your fast lane. I hope it's not your WrestleMania uh, match. It might be the WrestleMania match. It might be. They, I mean, they they need a way to fit everybody into the show, and you can't have twenty matches. So right. you got to condense in some places. Let me ask you guys this real quick: Has anybody had a worse like past four months than Braun Strowman? <laughs> in all seriousness, I mean, here's a guy that we thought okay. was going to be the main eventer in WrestleMania, and now he's maybe a mid card right. event. But here's here's the thing: I think with Braun Strowman, what is his purpose in WWE? Right uh, now, I look at a guy like Finn Balor, the you know the the uh, the, the, the the David to all the other Goliaths, right? And that's a story that you can keep on telling. Uh, you know, you've got Seth Rollins, the working man fighting the machine kind of thing. And that's a story that can keep you can keep telling. What story does Braun Strowman have? I'm big and I break shit with my hands. That's all he's and got. And I'm terrible on the mic. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah it's he can't one. he can't work the mic. He doesn't have a story. I mean, he has he has a clear cut. He's an attraction character. Yeah. And what they did, especially, you know, after Roman had to step out um, and, you know, Bro- uh, Brock Lesnar never shows up. You don't have very many, you know, top faces that can carry months of storylines. And I think he broke. And, yeah. and I think as a result, what do we do with him now? I think that's the issue that they're facing with him. I mean, the yeah. overall problem with him, it, it's it's not necessarily a problem, but he's really over with the fans. Um, and he's just... He's not a guy that you can put the 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 title on for for long stretches as a face, you know. Like the he, everybody, we loved Andre the Giant. Uh, how often did he carry the belt? How long? Exactly, exactly. Right. What I was he was. He never. He hardly ever, if ever, held yeah. held the belt. I, I I think just like Nia Jax needs to go back for developmental skills on the ring. I think Strowman needs a, like a boot camp for the mic and and. I think that's what holds him back. I really do. Um, well, maybe he needs a mouthpiece then. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on, folks. Uh, elimination. Oh chamber. wait, didn't oh, we? Uh, we were going to talk about about Lashley, and Lashley. and we never even touched, oh. touched on uh, McIntyre. You know. Yeah, I think... I, I, they're going to be in triple threat. I mean, triple threat. Uh, three man. Three man tag. Three man tag. Yeah. I think I think you're seeing a little bit of a mini faction there. Um, that actually, yeah. I think they would be a pretty good stable. Yeah. As long as Drew McIntyre gets away from that sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I, yeah. Their whole, I, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't had more gold on him. Um, he has been a very, very established threat. I think you're going to see big things for McIntyre in 2019. I think they're very high on him. And I, I think he needs to be the guy that comes up once, once Rollins takes the belt after Mania. I think that's where we see McIntyre positioned. There you go. There you go. So, <clears throat> as for Lashley, uh, I mean, he could leave tomorrow and I'd be like, okay, <clears throat> thanks for being here. <laughs> go back to MMA. <laughs> um, like you, you're you're terrible on the mic. Your in ring skills are nah, okay. Um, like yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with him being gone. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the main event, uh, the Elimination Chamber for the SmackDown World Title, which we had, you know, an ungodly amount of people uh, in this ring. But let me ask you guys this: in the past two weeks, if I had told you, or before two weeks ago, that the person that would emerge from this match with the most realistic shot of winning the title at WrestleMania was Kofi Kingston, <laughs> I still don't believe, believe 
I, I was going to say, <laughs> still don't believe me. But my God, he has had an amazing. He's had a great little uh, run here. What? What was that? <laughs> what was what? I. You know what? All right, more I'm going to get. So I, I cannot. All right. All, you know, much credit to Kofi Kingston. That was a. He had a lot of great spots in there. I think just really hanging. But for the love of Mike. What is going on with Samoa Joe? Can we just oh, please talk yeah. about the fact that they have arguably the best heel that they have had in I don't know how long. Like, he is straight out of attitude error for me in terms of his viciousness and his mic skills. And, and those chops. they just refuse to let him win. And you know the thing is? He should be running rampant through that, that yeah. roster. If there's a guy that I think would be completely justified with making the leap to AEW, he would be. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just just go and they'll embrace you and give you the title and give you the push, uh, because he's just not getting it here. And and it's, I think it it has to do more with the fact that Daniel Bryan's holding the title right now than anything else, Um, because you know AJ Styles has to feud with him rather than having any type of you know feud with. Samojo, and I think the other problem too you have is you've got too many heels in SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got him, you've got Randy Orton, you've got um, you know Daniel uh, Bryan. Like there's too many big you know heels in that in that uh, that roster. So yeah, I think that you need to see a real shakeup before Samojo gets that push again. He, I mean, he should be back on Raw. You know who it reminds me of is is what they did with Bray Wyatt a couple years ago. Mm. Where he just kept getting pinned at over and over and over again, and it, it, you kind of get to the point like, why, why, why do people, why are people afraid of this guy? He talks mm-hmm. a great game, and then he loses every right. match or every big important match. And I mean, the thing I'm looking at is Joe hasn't even been to a WrestleMania, and he's been. This is going to be his third year in yeah, WWE, and he hasn't had a match yet. Like, where are they going with him for Mania? You know, Mustafa Ali. I'm hoping that's where they go, right? Yeah. But as long as long as he heals up, yeah. Like as long as even... Mustafa Ali recovers, but oh, yeah. And this, yeah, I, I think that was the biggest frustration for me in this match when I'm sitting here looking at it. I agree. Of what's the story going to tell? Because I'll tell you, I was not a Daniel Bryan fan, um, and I got to tell you, man, like since his heel turn. He has really changed the way that I look at him. I'm like, you are a oh, fantastic brilliant. heel. He's amazing. Like, um, so he doesn't need the belt anymore because he's what so. What are you talking good. about? He's saving the planet by having saving the, the belt. planet by that belt. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, I, we need him to have that belt. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you guys. I love that belt. I don't know why. It's, it's, I, it's amazing. I, I want that belt. I'm, I would buy that belt tomorrow. <laughs> You know, I mean, AJ Styles, I'm looking at him and I'm like, you, you, you've had a nice long run. We're good for a while. You know, Randy Orton, um, you know, it's Randy Orton, you know, who likes vanilla wafers, you know, everybody, I guess, but they're not special. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, you're going to get your one big high spot. You know, you're going to get it. That's going to be fun. And that's all you need to get from him. Um, and, you know, Kofi Kingston, I, I'm just, I just didn't see that. This isn't quite your stage. Um, Actually, you know, I you, thought this was kind of the perfect stage for Kofi. He broke out. He did a fantastic yeah. job breaking out. But again, for he's me, not gonna get, he's not going to get a moment like that in a, a, a major pay-per-view. Right. But this was a time when I thought Joe should have tore 
all the top ends apart and validated every one of his past threats. And they oh, kicked yeah, him out in the nice. first first round. I'm like, well, this is. is this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you guys this. And and give me like a one word answer. Match of the night. Go. Kenny, you first. Oh. Match of the night. Pick one. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with the SmackDown title one, even though um Joe getting eliminated was was a uh, disappointment. Forrest, how about you? Match Lacey night. Evans catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with women's tag chamber match. Uh, specifically Nia Jax running through the plexiglass. That was that was that was pretty cool. That was fantastic. Um all right, well let's let's really quickly talk about the road to WrestleMania here. And let me ask you this. Who who looks the best heading into WrestleMania right now with what we saw from Elimination Chamber? From Elimination Chamber? Like, who do you feel is, is like riding a wave to WrestleMania? Well, I mean, obvious I, answer would be Becky. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think, I don't think this pay-per-view did... I, Kenny, I think you hit it on the head, calling this a filler. Because I don't think this particular pay-per-view did a whole lot to no. move forward any of the storylines for the major and matches at WrestleMania. There's, there's a few. Like, it definitely furthered the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, triple threat made event. It, it uh, There's been talk of them having AJ Styles versus Randy Orton as a match. You saw the seeds of that starting to be planted last SmackDown, and you saw it last night. With with uh, um, Randy Orton eliminating AJ Styles. Um, beyond that, I mean, there's no clear opponent for Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. There's no um, there's no clear path as to how we get to Shane versus Miz at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We don't know who um, Sasha and Bailey will be defending their titles against. Uh, I mean, there's, I there's some natural storylines that could spin out of that tag chamber match, but you know, uh, I don't think there's, I don't think we know a whole lot more about WrestleMania tonight or today than we did last night. Yeah, I think for as far as Oscar goes, I think what makes the most sense to me, which doesn't really make much sense at all, is in the coming weeks or months. She does sort of, sort of like what John Cena did with like an open, open challenge. challenge, yeah. And then it ends up being Lacey Evans or someone from NXT. Well, NXT. that's what I'm hoping. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler was uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> where I was going. There, there you go. So, or Chris, you would love this, Kyrie Sane. Oh man, <laughs> I told I told Ken during the Royal Rumble, I was like, I want an Asian faction <laughs> of women. Like you got, you got four Asian women that are just killing it right now. Right, like put them together as a faction. Like, well, Ayo Shirai and, and Kyrie Say are tagging in NXT a bit, yeah. right? So, I mean, you've got bring them over. They did a great job in the Rumble. Mm. Um, called the AWO Asian World Order. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I I will disagree with you though, um, Ken. I don't think that the road is is is. Um, I think it's a little clear for the women's tag team. I think you're going to see a run go between Nia Jax and Tamina for Maybe. the tag team belt. You know, I could um, see them going against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville too. 
Oh, can we just end that pairing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sonya really needs to be on her own for a while. Yeah, um, maybe. She's way too talented to be by, to be saddled with Mandy Rose. Absolutely. And vice versa, I think, too. Um, all right, well, let me ask you guys this question. Moving on to Fastlane real quick. And I, when I say real quick, because I got about five minutes before I have to run to a plane. <laughs> Folks, if you don't know, I'm recording this live in Atlanta's airport. So I'm coming straight from WCW country. Here. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Do we need Fastlane? Like, does it even need to exist? Kenny, I'll start with you. No. <laughs> There's your one-word answer. <laughs> no? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird because uh, Royal Rumble's at the end of January. And WrestleMania is at the beginning of April, so there's there's a weird in between time, and it's it's too long for just one pay per view, but too short really for two. Mm-hmm. It feels like, so maybe they should do like a, I don't know, like a a, a network special and not a pay per view for for one of these instead of right. having two full fledged pay per views. Well, the thing that kills me is if you look at their Raw and SmackDown schedules from here on out. They're only doing major cities. They're going to Philly. They're going to Chicago. They're going to Boston. So you can make these Raws and SmackDowns really events in their own, right? Um, with in front of like hungry crowds. I mean, they're not, they're not going to be playing to like Duluth. So like, right. wow. you know, no offense to Duluth, but like, you know, Duluth's and they're like, hey, what did I do? Yeah, exactly, well, they're coming right? to Mohegan Sun between now and then. So there you go. I, well, that's there you go. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I'll say I think we do need Fastlane, but it it hangs upon how you do it right so i think we need to move away from these massive massive pay-per-views make it like a no more than two and a half hours because we did have a couple belts we didn't see we did not see the raw you know you know the universal we're not not gonna see that fast lane either uh we did not (laughs) wishful thinking here uh you know we did not see uh the united states champion so we've got a couple different belts that haven't weren't represented last night i think if you bring them in and honestly i think if you use fast lane as a springboard opportunity to bring in some nxt talent so that we can like oh wait a second they showed up in fast lane where are they going to show up how are they going to show up in mania i think that throws in a nice little x factor uh going into the mm-hmm. big show you yeah, know you but i think mm-hmm. you don't have enough for a big four or five hour long pay-per-view no, no and, and last not. night was seven to 10 and change so that was that was really only a three-hour show right which wasn't bad i i I expect you'll get something similar from fast lane and you'll probably um you know i I know you're talking about wishful thinking but we'll probably just get most of the people that didn't perform last night performing at fast lane there you go all right folks well this is actually going to wrap up our very first inaugural podcast of card subject to change guys i'm gonna be honest with you i really like that name. did we did we find a name i, I think, think we found it. a name did i think we, just we found a right. friend <laughs> <laughs> yep I, I i like this name i really do and you know what there's no other there's no other podcast out there that has that name so there you go and i thought all the wrestling puns had already been taken so there i think we're so this <laughs> holy cow well like i said we're we're planning on doing these after every pay-per-view so at least at the very least you will hear us again uh, following the useless fast lane. Um, <laughs> but like I said, we'll see what the demand you know, calls for. And hey, you know what? If the very special things happen at Raws and SmackDowns, maybe we could do like some special episodes in between. But yeah. and maybe um, if this gets big enough, we'll start doing like some previews oh, yeah. instead of just Ooh. recaps. Who knows? Or a little NXT action. There you go. 
The yeah. world is our oyster. There it is. <laughs> um, you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts, of course, on the Onstage Blog Network at onstageblog.com. You can also listen to these on not only Podbean, but also Spotify, and we're now on iTunes of all places. So we are blowing up all over the place. Um, and uh, yeah, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got the Movie Musical Shakedown, the Nobody's in New York. I'm about to start another one called Musical Meanies, where we talk about villains within musical theater, which should be pretty fun. Um, and of course, we're going to hopefully bring back some more episodes of uh, the Ripple Effect. Ripple Effect is coming in a couple of weeks. We get the uh, Oscar preview special that uh, yep. will probably be posted by the time this this pod comes out. I just finished editing that uh, before we start recording this. Nice, excellent, excellent. And then, of course, at some point we're going to bring back Movie Court. We'll see what happens. It all depends on our third, you know, compadre there with Greg. But uh, yeah. Things are blowing up on the Onstage Blog Network, so keep checking us out. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this this week. Been a pleasure. Great. Yes. And we'll definitely be doing more of these, and we'll see you folks uh, after Fastline. Have a good one. All All right. We'll see you then.